Hello and welcome back to a brand new Player 2 review discussion. My name is Paul James and today to discuss the fantastic showing the hand early Mario Plus Rabbit Sparks of Hope, I'm joined by our own Jess Samet and Hello. for Twitter.com today, Chris Button. How are you guys? Hello. You're making me sound like I'm, I'm actually a representative of, of Twitter, the entity itself. I'm, I'm, dealing, I'm dealing directly with Elon Musk as we speak. You're Jack, right? Uh, sure, let's go with that. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a generic white dude on the internet, so that fits the bill. <laughs> um, and that's the last we'll talk about that particular subject. As I mentioned, we are talking about Mario and Rabbids Sparks of Hope on the Nintendo Switch. Thank you to Ubisoft for providing all three of us uh, code for us to be able to access the game. Jess, I might kick things off with you being the the person who actually has a place where written words have been published about this game. Mm-hmm. And we're just, we're just dagging off you at this point. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. Your review is live now for people to check out a couple of days ago on the Player 2 website. So please, viewers, listeners, go check that one out as well. But uh, what are you thinking? Top, you know, top level sort of views before we start to get in the weeds about it. Uh, top level views. Um, I think it's ridiculous. Um, every day I consider the rabbits and just think about what they are and what they bring to anything they touch. And I'm like, why? How did we get here? How, how is did this... this work? Yeah, exactly. Um, but you know, like it's it's fun. It's ridiculous and fun, and the humor is terrible but hilarious. And um, you know, I'm not really a strategy game sort of person. This this genre is kind of new for me not not new it's just not one that i really touch often um and so uh yeah like i remember when the first one came out um i was sort of not that keen on it um because i was like oh i love mario games i want to play it because i want to play every mario game but this is different like this is so removed um and then it came bundled with my switch so i played it anyway um and yeah, I remember the first one kind of feeling a bit like, yeah, this is fine. Like, it's a nicer take on the genre that's kind of beginner-friendly. Um, but it didn't grab me. Like, it really didn't pull me in. Um, but then is that seeing... because it rapidly became a little less casual? <laughs> yeah, it's because it rapidly became less casual. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Paul. Um, yeah, cool. and... <laughs> And the the second one, I don't I don't know, it kind of intrigued me again. It pulled me back in with its promise of like there's gonna be some open world stuff and there's some new characters and it's not gonna be just this kind of turn based strategy sort of game. Also it allows you to move freely around the battlefield now, which the first one didn't. Um yeah, so uh it it, it intrigued me, despite the first one not really doing so. Um and yeah, high-level conclusion, I guess it's fun. It's a good time. Everybody seems to love it. It's out now. I've seen everybody else's reviews. People are loving it. Um, perhaps more sure. than I did. And I liked it. I thought it was great. But yeah, people are like, game of the year. I'm like, okay, sure. I mean, I guess whatever floats your boat in that sense. Yeah. The, game is, the game is fantastic. Chris, what about you? What, are you? what do you think with the time you spent with it? I think of the three of us, I've clearly spent the least number of hours with this game. So... Uh, I'll absolutely third wheel my way through this conversation. But mm-hmm. what what are you thinking is so far? Yeah, so without having completed the game, I'm a few worlds in, considering there's, I think, five or, five? or six planets, however, however many there are. So, you know, about that midway or just beyond midway. And my initial impressions of Sparks of Hope were less than stellar, to be perfectly honest. And this is coming from someone who really, really enjoyed the first one uh, and as rabbit Mar- fanboy number one 
Yeah, well, actually, that's that's a really good point because I do remember playing the first Rabbids game on the Wii, Rayman, Rayman. Raving Rabbids, that crazy mini game compilation that it was, and really enjoyed that. And I think I managed to top the leaderboards of some of the things, but yes. that's not a hit. That's not, neither here nor there. I just you know had had to flex that. But the <laughs> the so yeah, I I get the the whole Rabbids shtick and sort of why people refer to them as the minions of gaming in terms of the the weird slapstick role that they play in, in their respective games. But, yeah, so I, I really enjoyed the, the turn-based grid aspect of the first Mario and Rabbids game, particularly the expansion. I really, really loved the expansion, Donkey Kong Adventure or whatever it was. Yep. It was the, the Donkey Kong-themed expansion, which... I can see a lot of the DNA of that expanded in Sparks of Hope in terms of the sheer level of mobility, uh, because with the the DK expansion in the first game, it opened up a lot of abilities and you know, features to swing across the entire grid, the entire area of battle in a single turn, which is something that that sort of fluidity and freedom of movement within sort of your your circle of action points or whatever in sparks of hope does does feel a bit similar in that regards but what really sort of threw me off with sparks of hope to start off with was it started off at a pretty sedentary pace which a lot of mario games do because you know they're, they're for everyone you've got to ease people in but then i heard the rabbits started speaking and <laughs> my my confusion must have been visible at the time because I remember my, my partner sort of thinking, oh, hang on, did that rabbit just speak? And the... Because we've known the rabbits to... Wow, their, and all those you know, sort of their, gross their, sounds. You know, their yeah, their bois and not much else. But now they've got actual, like, voice barks and, and voice lines and that sort of thing as well. Little known fact, to be voiced by Chris Pratt in the next one. <laughs> Mario, like rabid have... Mario, Chris Pratt, look out for it. Thank God, have mercy on us all. <laughs> the, the, and I, I certainly don't fault the the people who did did the voices, uh, which is a very topical discussion considering Ooh. other things that have happened with Bayonetta. Yeah. But anyways, the the voice acting is fine, but it feels a bit like something out of a Saturday morning cartoon, and which may sound something a bit weird to say considering we're talking about a game that's a sequel to one that already had rabbits in it with all the slapstick silly humor that came with it but i felt like they were able to express more personality with the almost the silent film slapstick approach that they've previously had as opposed to trying to express these very 90s styled attitude voice lines that I don't know. It, it really, it really grated me for some reason, uh, and I haven't even talked about gameplay stuff, which <laughs> I, I think has been totally fine. But that—that that was my first impressions. Was that why have they added voices to this game? That, I mean, that's yeah. that's fair. Like it was, it did. I mean, I think probably like everyone, it did. Yeah, catch me off guard as well when they first uttered a, an actual clear word that we identified. That was that was yeah terrifying at first. Um, it's like AI sentience. Like there was a, there was a concern there. But um, 
I guess it probably hasn't graded with me as much potentially as you, but I am also nowhere near as far through the game as either of you. Um, as you know, about two to three, maybe four hours in up to this stage, kind of messing around that first world, uh, similar sort of dramas that uh, Jess, you've mentioned at various points in the game where I just can't help now, but chase around every single side quest on the thing, that, mm-hmm. that goal of hundred percenting it and all those sorts of things that you just, I don't know. Yeah. I think as gamers, we all just find ourselves trying to 100% things, but uh, well, yeah, I can't say so that it bothered at, me too much yet. The game is so good at like tracking it, your progress. Like There's a screen that breaks down where you are in every world, like how far you are through the story itself, and then separately how far you are towards like overall completion. It's really easy to be kind of tempted by that and be like, oh, I'm at 81%, like I'm so close. Gotta I'll get just, those numbers just, up, they're rookie numbers. Yeah, yeah exactly, rookie numbers. Um, I can do better than that, what am I? Um, but yeah, like it's I to go to the rabid point I I don't know I think I was always like a bit creeped out by rabid Mario and rabid Luigi seems fine he's like kind of a cool guy but like when they started talking I was like I don't I don't need this I don't want this I I don't want this to happen but I'm fine with rabid peach and rabid Rosalina like rabid peach having a voice makes sense to me for some reason I don't know she's more sassy yeah, she is. And it kind of it kind of fits a little bit that there'd be those wise cracks and yeah and the like. Yeah, exactly. Like I feel like now, of course, she can speak. Like she has to caption all of these selfies that she's taking when she uploads them to her presumably rabid Instagram. I don't know what they would call it, but um, yeah, I I don't know. Them speaking kind of didn't throw me, I guess, the way the way it threw you. But that I think that's just because I kind of love Rabbit Peach and Rabbit Rosalina and. The way I played, I didn't really choose to have Rabid Mario or Rabid Luigi in my party that much. So I just reduced my time with them, and I think that that helped, kind of. <laughs> um, well, maybe that is is my problem, because whenever Rabid Luigi speaks, he sounds a bit like all the depictions of Sonic the Hedgehog from all, all over <laughs> the years. Just that really up-in-your-face attitude for the sake of attitude sort of thing, and... Perhaps it just doesn't mesh with my my personality or, or my uh, my tastes. Time but, to change uh, that game style so you don't have to deal with him anymore. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Mm. Or that it's very apt because his play style is referred to as pest. So mm. perhaps <laughs> that's that's it's you know not a bug. It's there it a is. Feature. It's right there. So, uh, <laughs> so I've just answered my own question. But yeah. uh, I, I suppose I suppose yeah on on that. What what did you make of the the combat, Jess? Because I know you preferred the sort of more flexibility of movement with the, mm-hmm. the circle area as opposed mm-hmm. to the grid. So, how did that change the combat for you? Um, I think it let me experiment more. Um, like I would do a lot of run to this space. Okay, can I shoot the character that I want to shoot from this space? No. Okay, let's just inch a tiny little bit to the left, and then suddenly they're in in the shot and there was a lot more time spent weighing up like okay exactly where i'm standing in this thing are they going to be able to see me am i going to be able to see them like how is that going to factor into my plans you know do i take the risk of putting myself in this open space not open space but slightly to the left of cover and hope that they won't be able to hit me um and i also just i found myself running around a lot like i would just go through pipes to be like where can i get to if i go through this pipe like what area will i be able to cover in this new space um i did a lot of planning of like okay you know 
how am I going to get everybody into the one space? How am I going to get them to jump off each other and go to explore new areas? Yeah, how Where good is, is that team jump? To... Oh, the team jump is so good. Um, every time, like, I was getting so frustrated because there's always that one character that, like, their circle is a little bit bigger and they were always the one that I wanted to send further because usually it was Luigi and I he's a sharpshooter, so you want him at a distance. Um... So I'd be trying to play this weird game with myself where I'd be like, how far back into the other character's movement circle do I have to move Luigi so that he's close enough that he can team jump from them, but so that I'm not losing any distance that I would have gotten from him being able to move further anyway? Um, but yeah, no. Um, team jump is great. Uh, the movement, I, I really liked. Um, how, did you, how did you find it going from, from grid to, to the circle? Yeah, I, I think it's it's a great sidestep because I, I I don't see it as like an an improvement as such. I see it as sort of like you know, a very a very different way to approach things because clearly there's many games with grid based combat and grid based movement, and I thought they implemented it quite well in the original Mario and Rabbids. Uh, so I, I think the what they've gone for here in Sparks of Hope is is really clever and really yeah like like, you, like you've expressed there's a lot more room for experimentation and trying things, which I think perhaps may be approachable, more approachable to those who don't normally vibe with strategy or turn-based games, uh, especially as as we've all been nodding vigorously at the team jump <laughs> sort of stuff, being able to sort of retreat a character who's a bit further out, bring them back a bit so you can then jump someone else and leapfrog and, and do, do all those manoeuvres. It is very, very satisfying. So I, I really enjoyed it. And I think the the mix of the different classes and weapon types are, are really cool because I remember with the original Mario and Rabbids, the, the whole thing was, whoa, Mario's got a gat now. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah, all these all these Mushroom Kingdom characters with you know, obviously with very, very, very toy-like looking guns. Uh, you know, nothing, nothing GTA San Andreas about it. But the but you're not the... going to tell everyone about all the blood that spills from. <laughs> yeah, we're not meant to tell them about the the secret oh. final world. Oh, but it's still the... embargoed, right? <laughs> the um, but I I do like that. You know, even they've got new weapons, so that they play similarly because Luigi's still a, a sniper-like character, but Mario very very clever with the the dual pistols being able to either select one target twice or select one target and then hit another target with the other gun that's very very cool um it's, the... it's a lot of the small things like that that really really add up mm. yeah yeah there's there's a lot of that and then it's it's further augmented by the the sparks the the rapid luma hybrids which i absolutely adore they it's they so look cute. They, they're, they're, they're this in like mix, a disgusting way, though. Still, this this cute but terrifying. Like yeah, some of them, some of them look look more than others because I I rescued one because you accrue them along the way through natural gameplay, but then through side quests you can gain gain more extras, yeah. sparks who give you like various elemental attacks or buffs that sort of thing. The, I picked up one that was like this this green spark that had like sludge and ooze dripping off of it. <laughs> that one did make me laugh a bit at how sort of disgustingly cute it was. But <laughs> yeah, um, th did you have uh, a lot of fun toying around with the the sparks, uh, Jess? Yes. Yeah. Um, 
I I I did really love the sparks. Um, I like that they get kind of big and fat when you give them more little like star bits, and they look kind of aggressive. Um, they're so cute. I mean, my favorite one is the one that's like I can't remember its name exactly, but it's essentially like a vampire one, and it's got these little teeth. Um, so it's you know it allows you to steal health from um enemies when you attack them, but it's also just this little little star friend with like little little vampire teeth. Um, it's adorable. I don't quite understand like. The way that you gain the sparks, like you were saying, is you can get some through side quests, but you also get some through, like, battles. And mm. at the start of the battle, the sparks will be like, if you win this battle, then I can come with you. But they never quite express or, like, explain why they can't just go with can't you still without beforehand. you battling. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, why? Why, why not help now? <laughs> yeah. Only, only you... once you've proven that you are worthy will I come yeah. with you. Even like, though wait, I desperately you're... want to get out of this situation, but please yeah. do the job first. <laughs> Like, even if I'm a giant loser, how is it worse for you to come with me than to be stuck in this situation that you clearly don't want to be in? Work for me, damn it. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, earn my love. I, I guess so. Um, yeah, like, they, they were fun, though. I liked what they added to the combat. Um, I liked having to think about, you know, do I want to give all of my characters sparks that will allow them to be kind of more well-rounded, or do I want to lean into their strengths? Um, so, like, characters that were more, um, I mean, I'll talk about Luigi again. I really liked Luigi. I had him in my, in my party, like, most of the time. Um, I gave him one that's like a mirror, so it reflects back damage that, um, you know, enemies give to you. It's like a certain percentage of the damage. Um, because I didn't want him to be fighting up close with, um, a lot of enemies. And a lot of the sparks give you, like, area effects, so you can do, like damage via shock to enemies, you know, in your area, or, like, ooze shockwaves, and you can kind of poison them, essentially. Um, but yeah, so, uh, I I gave those to, like, my close-up fighters. Um, and, you know, then then there are some that will, like, heal, or some that will allow you to, like, improve just the general stats of your whole party. Um... Some of them, it kind of requires some strategy because there's, like, an extra level of having to remember that constantly got me where I would be like, okay, I want to use... At the time, it was Mario's ability. It might have just been the spark I had equipped, like, to him. Um, I was like, I want to use it to buff my whole party. But then you have to kind of remember to do that before you send everybody off in different directions because there were a bunch of times... Yeah, because then they're outside of the (laughs) the range, yeah. 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 There were a bunch of times where I'd be like, okay, everybody go do your thing. And then the character I got to last would be the one that had this, like protection buff and i just have to be like well i played myself i I could have protected everybody and now everybody's just scattered um so there's like an an extra little a little level you have to remember but they can be used in some very very cool ways yeah i really love how all these systems have come together in a host of different ways from obviously we've touched on the team jump already and how uh, exhilarating that is like even the the challenge (laughs) like how how far can i get it like when i'm trying to stretch this thing as far as i can go how can I do this to to even try to stack those together to try and pull someone you need right up to the front of the pack, whatever whatever it happens to be. The way that the yeah the sparks kind of interact with that as well, and I mean obviously I, I don't have nearly as many of those yet as the both of you do, but the ones that I've got yeah you talking about that really well. Like from the AOE effects, I mean there's there's kind of the fire one that you get really really early on in the piece that and. And then again, other ones that, yeah, create these buffs and, yeah, making sure that you kind of strategically, okay, how do I need to stack this deck so I can get the best out of what I've currently got equipped um, is always a really, really exciting challenge. And I do love that, um, I guess, rewinding back to the beginning there, the 
the pivot that's been made to this system and it does it's it's more accessible in the sense that you can you don't really have to commit to anything until you decide to fire a shot you're not committed to where anyone is placed on the field like you can creep that little bit closer so great now i've got this character lined up so that i can get this team jump going when i get that te- like, uh, you know because you are shuffling pieces around the board a little bit to get them in the right places but when you do you can orchestrate these really amazing plays that um can sometimes completely flip the momentum of the battle um and have that ability in a game that's still really designed to be accessible for i won't say a really young audience but a younger and le- perhaps less inclined to play this sort of game audience is really cool uh, i really really yeah. appreciate what they've done there yeah i i totally agree and there's a, a couple of points there I'd, I'd like to touch on one being the the accessibility i think there are some really great accessibility settings that you can tweak your experience to quite a modular level in terms of, yes, you can set your difficulty to sort of the equivalence of easy, medium, hard, that sort of thing. But then there's the individual sliders for the amount of damage that enemies deal or the amount of health that they have, the amount of health that you have, or for, for people who are totally new or just don't, don't want to worry about challenge whatsoever and turn invincibility mode on at any given moment. So if, even if there's just one battle in particular that's giving you a lot of grief, you can switch it on and Toggle get, on, get the job done and get out. Sorry, yeah, yeah, and that's that's the, the the whole thing is that you know it's about making these experiences accessible to to people or you know meeting people where they want to be met as far as the experience that they're looking for in a game. So I think that's that's really great. And the the other thing was again talking about the the team jump sort of thing. I'm I'm getting a bit excited about that because I can see how that's gearing towards the expansion of Sparks of Hope or you know future stuff for Sparks of Hope, which they've already teased. Yes, yes. Rayman's making a return, and you know what's one of his classic abilities? It's his helicopter yeah, weird helicopter. flappy ears that he's mm. got. So there's going to be something like that, which really excites me because I consider the Donkey Kong Adventure expansion to be the best of the original Mario and Rabbids. So I expect that the eventual Rayman component will be the best version of Sparks of Hope, which I know I sounded pretty sour on the, the whole experience early with the whole shock at the, the sort of presentation and the voices side of things. But once once that did wear off and I sort of got used to, okay, I'm, I'm going to have to sort of get used to this a bit. Uh, I really did warm to to the overall experience, and I think yeah, the the combat is great. the The environments look beautiful, and yeah. there's still a lot of that classic Mario and dare I say, rabid charm as well. <laughs> so there's there, there's lots of stuff to like about Sparks of Hope, even if some of the elements I found a bit grating at times. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and I, I mean, I personally am just really fascinated to get further into the game, and obviously. I mean, some of those systems, the team jump and those sort of things, right now for me, they're still really exciting and novel and new. Uh, do they do they age well? I know, like, I mean, Jess, how long have you put into the game? You've finished it. How yeah. long did it take you to get to that point? Uh, just over 20 hours. Like, were, were those sort of the... systems still... Yeah, 
I mean, feeling you find fresh. new ways to yeah, you find new ways to use them because in the later levels there are kind of environmental things like uh, pads that let you just jump by yourself. Okay. So you can kind of expand on the team jump thing because you can be like, okay, how am I going to position everybody so that I can take my initial jump off that jump pad and then jump again off somebody like it's yeah you can kind of play with it awesome um plus i think the environments get more complex and they get kind of bigger or longer at least um like like length lateral lengthwise not battle yeah. length like yeah um yeah i i actually liked it more the more that i played um i wish that i hadn't been like needing to rush through the end of it a little bit because i was meeting embargo and those are you know that's the reviewer life but um yeah i i felt kind of the same at the beginning i was like this is fine but it's not great but then i started to really get into it and like the open world bits the exploration bits i think get more interesting the environmental puzzles get more interesting which is what Good. pulls me into a game so um, yeah, I think it, it holds its own, and it, it, it doesn't outstay its welcome, like, it's, it's, I think, the right length. Yeah, I, I think with the, with the sort of experience getting stronger as, as it goes on, I'm, I'm finding that the more that I play of it, the, the better my experience has become, and the more that I'm enjoying it. At no point did I think, oh, gee, this is, this is no good, or whatever. Mm. It's just that I, I had such a great mm. experience with the original that, the fact that it just didn't feel like it kept the same sort of trajectory and it sort of took a little while to get going before it elevated into sort of the the experience that we know this Ubisoft team is is more than capable of of achieving and I'm I'm looking forward to yeah playing more and and seeing all of these abilities and you know extra environmental aspects come to life as well and Again, I, I think I think another really small, perhaps not really small, but another small-ish thing that I've enjoyed about the exploration, as Jess, you've mentioned, with the more open-world stylings of the, the locations you're put in, I think the fact that you actually control one of the characters mm. as opposed to in the first one, you were sort of controlling Beepo or whatever the, you know, yeah. the vacuum cleaner robot thing was <laughs> yeah Beepo, uh, and, and, Beepo. Yeah, yeah and then then the other characters followed the the robot whereas this time you actually are playing one of the characters whoever you've chosen as the leader of your party at that particular moment which mm. i think adds adds or rather removes a layer of separation from you and the mm. action and adds a little bit of that fluidity of movement and uh, another extra dimension of sort of connectivity to the game um mm. and then I think the, the the other main thing I want to mention was that the the soundtrack once oh. again is is utterly sublime. I I followed Grant Kirkhope's work for many years, so I can I can pick his music by ear pretty well. But then uh, there's there's the other Yoko other couple of... is in there as well. Yeah, I was going to say yeah. There's the other couple of composers yeah whose whose name had completely escaped me until that point. There's there's just wonderful music all throughout that just scales beautifully with the action or the the ambience of the location so yeah it's it's really lovely in that regards yeah that pairing of uh grant kirkhope yoko shimamura and gareth coker is is incredible like they're, they're some of the best in the business and to get them all all three working together on the same title it it's really really striking 
I guess what was interesting, one of the points you made there that was interesting was, yeah, I mean, that kind of how you're kind of more controlling the player. I've struggled a little bit with it, not for that reason, because I, I enjoy that you are kind of in control of the Amaro, whoever kind of the head of your party is. But in terms of navigation, you are still being navigated by Beepo. Beepo is still kind of at the head of the, the snake there to an extent. And like, so I've found myself, like I'm going to steer left, and because they're like Beepo is kind of in front, but only barely. It kind of the optical thing. It almost looks like your party leader is meant to be in front, but they're not quite. And so I will hook left, and I've kind of already overshot because it's actually based on where Beepo is, as opposed to where Mario. Like it's, there's that. There's this half like, oh, it's like you know, less than half a second sort of disconnect there, but it it does mean that I kind of find myself hooking around in weird ways because I kind of I've already overshot and I have to kind of compensate and those sort of things it's it's a little bit weird in that sense it's only something I kind of learnt in the last couple of hours that I've played like oh hang on that's it's not a it's not it's not a flaw with me it's not even a like a specific mechanical flaw it's it's just a weird little design quirk there that Beepo is still the head of that snake um only barely and really really subtly but it does kind of mess me up from time to time I mean had either of you notice you're no. kind of overshooting things in any way we... no i didn't even notice that that was happening um because beepo i mean i don't know if maybe it happens later but you're kind of like carrying beepo for most of it i don't know yeah, if right. that's always the case but maybe i was just thinking the... at the very very beginning of the game even though yeah, okay. something you'll notice right right at square run i think even it might be immortalized in player two players i think um I... So there gets to a point where Beepo has some, like, environmental abilities, I guess, that you can use when you're, like, walking around the place. And so a lot of the time, maybe why I didn't notice it is because I was carrying Beepo and using Beepo's ability to, like, reveal things in the environment, I guess. So Beepo was, like, attached to my character. So I yeah, guess, like, right. it wasn't okay. so then, then yeah, that, that like, head of the snake now is that head character, so it, it disappears. Yeah. So it might be this very brief thing of the, the systems are kind of built around... Beepo being carried along, but that brief, brief period where Beepo is not being carried <laughs> along, mm. it's a little yeah, problematic. Well, perhaps, perhaps the saving grace there is that there's not really much in there's terms no of precision platforming. Yeah, uh, no. So, um, which there's certainly is... no consequence for it at all outside of the. Oh, okay, right. I've just overshot by like <laughs> an inch. I think. I think perhaps, perhaps in terms of the the control, I misjudged a couple of dashes into enemies because you initiate battles by dashing into enemies in the open a fair bit of the time i've perhaps misjudged a couple of those but perhaps that's just me getting used to you know because when you think of mario games you think of very free-flowing almost parkour-like movement yep. whereas that's not quite the case here because you're not you know controlling mario and his you know double triple jump sort of maneuvers mm -hmm. so Perhaps that's where I just misjudged a few things, or, or perhaps I'm just, you know, a player who needs to get good. Oh, I was going to say, I'm bad at video games. Like, my timing's just that bad that I can't just walk in a line. <laughs> no, it's a little weird. I, I get it. I get that it could feel strange. Yeah, it, it, I, don't know. I, I don't know what to make of it. It could have just been me. It could have just been a couple of weird scenarios where I wasn't quite paying attention like I should. I feel like it was captured in video, though, so I'll, I'll check that back that's at some point. Nice. Or... Yeah. You, the viewer slash listener, you go do it. You can bolster those <laughs> Thanks. Um, do we have any other thoughts on the game at all? Obviously, we are all three of us at various different stages of this experience so far. But, I mean, what are we thinking as we start to wind things down a bit? Anything that's um, not touched on yet? I think the only thing we haven't touched on is the story, which I quite liked, I think. Uh, there are some pretty big plot holes where I'm just like, 
I don't think that they're they're gonna answer those questions. I don't think that they really care to. So just gonna have to be fine with that. I mean, rabbits are involved. Do they need to? Yeah, <laughs> I guess so. Um, but yeah, I mean, I liked it. I liked I liked the story. I think it was good. It, obviously, neither of you two have seen the ending yet, and I don't want to spoil it. But it was it was pretty good. Um, uh, there are some elements that come in with the story because obviously. The way that I think about this game is it's like the Super Mario Galaxy version of the first one where they've just gone to space and now Loomis and Rosalina and stuff are involved. Um, and yeah, there are some kind of elements from like Super Mario Galaxy that I really liked. Like there are a couple of scenes kind of later where there's a, that like storybook kind of feeling to it, yep. I guess, which I think were cool. Um and I guess the only other thing is, like, Edge. Edge is this new character who is, like, rabid, but cool. Um, but really edgy. And... Hmm? But really edgy. edgy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, she's edgy, obviously. Um, and there's, like, an extra layer to her name that they talk about later, and I'm like, haha, you thought you were really clever. I'm doing this. I see what you've done. Um, I like Edge. I think Edge is maybe the reason I didn't feel so weird about the rabbits being voiced, because I look at Edge and I'm like, of course... This cool, like, punk rock rabbit is, like, sassy and kind of mean and, like, it makes perfect sense that she would have the ability to speak, so I guess I just then didn't think about it with the other rabbits. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I think she's cool. She's a cool addition and, um, you know, she comes in and they're all like, wow, this mysterious lady who has a dark past. Um... And you know, never, never um, heard that dark past gimmick before. Never, never been used <laughs> no, to never, not, never, not a single time. Nope, so creative. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but I like her. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, I had her in my party for like the whole game because I also just liked her fighting style. Um, yeah, the new, the new characters, the new characters are are good, including Bowser, who is now there because he's like mildly less annoyed at Mario than he is at all the other stuff going on. So he's like, ah. Today we're friends Fuck it, I'll because, join yeah, yeah. Um, oh, they're following the yeah. enemies to lovers trope. Oh, I know. I've been waiting so long. <laughs> <laughs> How many Mario games have we done that in before? There's, I yeah. can think of some Paper Mario's. Well, the, the, yeah, they've teamed up in one of the Paper Mario's, and yeah. I think like Mario and Luigi Bowser's inside story. There's an mm. uneasy alliance there for a chunk of it, but yeah. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Chris, um, what about you? Any other? Uh, elements we've not touched on so far. Yeah, I I like Edge as, as well in terms of like a character design. I think she you know looks really cool with her funky coloured hair and everything. And me being you know the twenty something year old fella, you know the body of a twenty something year old fella with the mind of like a fifty year old man who loves you oh, too. Couldn't stop thinking about the Edge puns and thinking of you two puns the whole time while while playing as as Edge or the Edge, as, as I refer to as. But, um, yeah, I, like I've, I've said just earlier, found it a little bit little bit slow. It didn't quite pick up where the previous game left off in terms of its, you know, the, the way that its systems all combined to create this really fun, really clever and creative strategy hybrid experience. But I think it's fair to put some of that down to a new approach in terms of the way the game is controlled through its more freeform movement in combat and you know going for a little bit more attitude with with the the voices as well which that was that was uh, unexpected uh, but 
once once it got once it got going and up to the point where I am at the moment, it's it's really hit its stride. So I'm really really impressed and and looking forward to yeah playing it all the way through. Yeah, I must say I'm really really excited to see this one out. There's a few plates that are being spun at the moment, but this is one of those that I I want to keep spinning that one. I want to find times where I can just sit down, pop the switch out. It's a it's a really awesome remote. Uh, sorry, like a portable portable title. You don't have to. Don't feel compelled to be rooted to the couch and watch it uh, play it on the big screen. It's it's a fantastic game to just take on the fly. Those bite size bite sized chunks from the little battles you encounter along the way to even the big you know the biggest story moments aren't at least from my experience so far they aren't so long that you couldn't just sit there and have a blast for ten minutes and move on if that's what you needed to do um, and just whittle away at the game. It's it's really really good for that and I'm I'm really really enjoying myself so far. So I'm thrilled that having now heard from the both of you at both you know different points of the experience one done one getting there um that it sounds like i'm going to continue to be happy as i continue playing the game so thank you for all the insights Anytime. yeah yeah i think uh, i think yeah you'll enjoy the experience as, as it unfolds further and, and it's a good point about you know, being so quick to pick up a play because most of the combat encounters uh, you know they're they're involved enough to justify their existence but they're they're not drawn out excessively I think there are some longer boss encounters, as you'd expect mm. of a boss. But yeah, a lot of a lot of the battles are pretty short, sharp, and shiny, but enough to get the brain working. Yeah. Well, thank you both very much for for sharing all these thoughts, uh, Jess. Of course, your words will be found already on player2.net.au. Chris, yours on Twitter because uh, you're Jack on Twitter, um, <laughs> as we've established. As yes, we've established. The narrative will build from here. Um, but in seriousness, uh, where can people go to see what you're up to, interact, et cetera, et cetera? Jess? Yeah. Oh, Jess, yep. yep. <laughs> Sorry, yes. Sorry, I'm just working uh, yeah, left so... to right on, on my <laughs> yeah. video version. Um, so you can find me uh, on Twitter at Zamet Jess, or as Paul said, uh, my words about games are on Play 2. Um, so go there to find words about this game and many others. Jack? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> People are going to start calling me Jack, and um, I'm not sure if I'll respond. The uh, yeah, so I'm a bit of a digital nomad at the moment, hence why Jack, I suppose. Uh, <laughs> so you can find find me on Twitter doing various feats of journalism, writing, talking about games, all sorts of other stuff. Uh, you can find me at Bibby Boy B I B Y B H O Y on Twitter, and yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing Sparks of Hope all the way through. Exciting things to share in the future. So, um, and for myself, Paul James Games. Of course, the website is Player Two AU. Again, check out Jess's review. Check out Chris's thoughts on Twitter.com/slash Jack. No, I, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop leaning into that joke. It's a bad one. Um, and yeah, thank you both very much for coming along again. Thank you very much to Ubisoft for providing us codes. We're all really appreciative. And uh, the game is out now. So please, if you enjoy what you've heard, if you've enjoyed what you've seen. It is an experience well worth playing, so go pick it up now on your Nintendo Switch. And otherwise, thank you all very much, and we'll see you next time.